Hi, on episode 45 of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about Amazon Astro, Chris's print nightmare, Google Tone, Amazon Astro, Josh's firewall, Google extensions, and Amazon Astro. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. With Chris, Josh, and Corey. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is... K-12 Tech Talk, episode 45. And I'm glad you all got the uniform email tonight. We're worn out, man. We're all, all three of us. To my left is Chris. I got in trouble last week for saying he was under me. I I don't know how else to say it in this this virtual room. But there's Corey. And we're all three wearing white t-shirts. What was their, what was the plain white tees really... Yeah, that was a band. Famous song. Hey there. Hey there, Delilah. That was a key. My, that wasn't good. Hey there. Hey there, Delilah. Hey, don't get us DMCA <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> so let's let's start off uh, with thanking somethingcool.com for sponsoring our studio. Um, I appreciate the new espresso machine that they've added to the studio. Um, that definitely uh, it makes us makes this room a little bit more homey. Um, hopefully the jacuzzi can be installed soon. Uh, we're, we're waiting on that. Something cool.com. I, I is hope. the room homey because something cool is our homey. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where we need the fake laughter. <laughs> Last track. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, so quickly share us with your, with your friends, with your, uh, teammates with your neighboring school districts we want to shout out our we've had a couple emails in the last what week to 10 days because we've kind of been off on recording schedules um mark from let's just say the east coast and what was his co-worker you can't see it but i'm throwing up an east coast gang sign yeah <laughs> uh, we re- we really appreciate the listener feedback, and because of so, here's a plug for next week's. Well, I guess it'll be next week's episode. The episode we're going to record next week. We'll put it that way. Um, because of a listener email, we have secured. Where's our drum roll, Chris? Can you give us? Can you drink? I can't find it? my thing. Um, that's. <laughs> That sounded like a Chewbacca call. I mean, come on, that you do look like a Wookie. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have secured representatives from CISecurity.org, an arm of MSISAC, and an arm of Department of Homeland Security to come on the podcast and be interviewed. I don't not sure they know what's in store for them and answer questions, kind of give some clarity as to what they offer, what services they offer for free and for charge. And, and to kind of answer that question that we had last week from that listener uh, about the pen test. So I'm super excited to have a representative. It's either going to be Michelle, Brendan, or I can't think of the other guy's name. So we're super excited to have them on next week. So if you have questions for MSISAC, 
shoot us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com or tweet us your question, k12techtalkpod on Twitter, and we will definitely be sure to ask those questions and get them answered once and for all from the source that is MSI SAC. Um, you guys got anything else to add real quick? <laughs> that was better. That was better. <laughs> what are we going to wear? Uh, white t-shirts. Plain white tees. Plain white tees. Was Snoop Dogg from the east side? I'm I'm not up on my... No, he's from like L.A., yeah. I, I'm not up Him on Him and my... Dr. Dre from, are like from L.A. Um... So is it, how's, how's your week been, gentlemen? Has it been crazy? It, there's just been a bunch of stuff going on for us. We're getting our final preparations in for our visitor management system that we've purchased, and our staff are getting trained tomorrow on that. Um, all the hardware in is in. So, Corey, what have you been dealing with this week? Um, well, I was out a couple of days, so not a whole lot. I mean, we're in, we're in grind mode, really. Tickets starting to get into projects that's kind of where we're at autopilot mode <clears throat> not quite autopilot mode yet but have i talked about on the pod that we're buying that the the gym camera that like tracks the stats and stuff you no guys, you guys already have one of those no, no we have students that do it um so we we stream events uh right now uh my guy drew he's in charge of that project but we actually pay students to do it and Drew just schedules them and make sure make sure the streams look good and stuff like that. Uh, but the district has bought a Huddle camera, H U D L. They're not a not, not a sponsor of the show. What? What's your problem? I was just saying they're not a sponsor. We're not getting any money for that. I just said that, but I mean that's the brand we bought. And apparently, like, so you mount it above your gym, and then it streams for you, and then it does the tracking and stuff. So that's supposed to be in in a couple weeks. We're getting one of those. Oh, okay. I think gym. I think listener Bill has one, and they used he it does. last. And I'm man, I watched some of the video that comes off those things. It is amazing the the AI that they use to kind of track the the teams as they go up and down the court and the ball. You know, they look at the ball, but they also look at the rest of the team to kind of know which way to to go. It's it is really really cool. But they're not a sponsor, so we can't tell you to buy them. Um, mm, they'd be a good sponsor. There. They would be. So huddle, if you're listening, um, feel free to reach out to Chris or shoot us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com. Huddle, and, uh, let's cuddle. <laughs> I'm not sure they would appreciate that. Hey, you guys going to buy an Astro? No, that, that's not what this uh, this podcast is about, Chris. What's no. an Astro? It's Amazon's new robot. They announced it yesterday. Like a, you like a droid? <clears throat> Yeah, it follows you around the house. Like a dog. Like like iRobot? Yeah, it's about the size of your dog, Corey. What's it do? Follows you around the house. What's it called? Astro. It's awesome. We're guys, we're kind of going off the Well then we got that they got the drone thing too. What was that thing called? Oh my gosh. And it flies around your house. Yeah. What? Oh look at this little guy. Okay, Chris, so Corey had to save your (laughs) network this week. Hold hold on, Josh. You're always wanting to be serious. It look, kind of looks like Wally. Hey, Amazon is not a sponsor of this show. We are not talking. Oh, but they could be. Yeah, they won't. Could you imagine if we worked for Bezos? I. Well, I mean, we kind of we probably already do in a way. Yeah, I'm we sure. Do. Like we do. everybody works for Bezos. Yeah, he owns. Well, actually, yeah, 
Never mind. So Chris, Corey had to save your network this week. Printing. Uh, I mean, not really. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve any like glory or credit. I did speak with him. That print nightmare stuff just it bit us again. Like the patch that doesn't really work. Really. It's like, well, I mean, it's a patch, but then it breaks, it breaks things while, while, while patched. What else did it break? Just the printers. So we kind of, I guess we forgot, which is a terrible <laughs> thing to admit, but we have two print servers, not just one. Hmm. How do you forget uh, that? Well, because one is like a, it's a domain controller. And when we, when we were moving Ooh. to server OS, we had a couple printers that wouldn't work on that new, on that on that particular windows they're, they're older printers so we left them on this one server while we were getting by with them until they would die so we did some patchwork to that server a windows update got applied killed printing around the district for those particular printers today and then there's that Corey. would you unpack a little bit that re registry recommendation well yeah so or, or like it's not really a recommendation but it's the fix yeah, so in the August cumulative uh, Microsoft update, they tried to permanently, well, I don't know if permanently is the right word, fix the print nightmare by requiring basically any shared network printer to be installed by an admin, like a local user uh, couldn't install printers anymore. So once the computers got the cumulative update, um, your when the like if you deployed them by group policy then your users would get like a security dialog box like prompting for admin user credentials and microsoft's own help article states like hey if you can't like sustain this method of having admins in your like install all your printers you could like mitigate the issue by you know changing this registry key back to zero and then you could still try not to be vulnerable by rolling out another uh, another group policy that basically you tell your computers you can only print to a specific print server. Um, so I think that's pretty common practice uh, in the K-12 area that we're in. A lot of people, they resolve to that issue. Because, I mean, I would have a mechanism. I mean, we couldn't sustain every user, like, having to install the printer for them. No. No, that's not that's not feasible. So, so that's where we landed as well. Hmm. So that fixed all your problems, then, Chris. We'll see tomorrow morning. You know who could have helped with this? That you probably you didn't call, but you probably could have called. Who's that? Provision. Provision Data Solutions. Are they they a sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk. They podcast? are a sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk podcast. Would you like to? And I know they could have fixed this, helped you fix this problem. Would you like to speak to Gosh, their... your mic is like super hot. So is yours. I mean, you is are it? you are super hot. Get a room. Like, I can kind of hear Chris. Yeah, Chris is like a mile away from this microphone. What about now? Sounds That's a little better. Beautiful. So do you guys want to talk about... Uh, I'll back up a little bit, Corey. Would you guys want to talk about uh, provision real quick? No. They're all right. Provision data solutions still has not shipped my APs. I guess that's Aruba's fault. Uh, I have beautiful switches sitting in my floor for a month. Oh that's my. Provision's fault. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Provision <laughs> data solutions, they do everything. 
switching servers. I mean, everything I just said is true, but I'm trying to, you know, trying to butter, you know, butter it up okay. now. Positive spin. Yeah, Positive now they're spin. really going to come down and help. Um, they do everything with servers, infrastructure, networking, wireless. Ryan Rothkoff, CEO. You can give him an email, Ryan R at provisionds.com. Yeah, those guys are good. I was actually texting with Derek today because there was this stupid root certificate expiration. I don't know if you guys, you guys didn't experience this, right? Today? No, I don't have a the firewall you have. Um, yeah, so, and that's the weird thing. It seems like it only affected the firewall that I have, who's not a sponsor of the show, so we really probably won't mention them. Um, but there was this root certificate that expired today uh and it was it's owned by letsencrypt.com which apparently is a massive ssl provider i'd never heard of them maybe i'm a bad tech for not hearing of letsencrypt.com either have you guys heard from them or heard of them no no i haven't either but apparently they're a big dog on the certificate side of things and one of their root cas expired and they had already they had renewed it but i guess so many of of the types of firewall that i have have the, had this root CA in them or was leveraging it somehow, um, kind of got borked today. Had, like some of the web traffic was dying. Some of it, it was saying the certificates were invalid. The weird thing is there was no rhyme or reason. Like I did not see the problem, but I know of probably 10 other schools that have the same firewall that I do that were seeing the problem. Sites like Wikipedia, a university by us, uh, part of securely the web filter they couldn't get to, and it was all they were all saying cert- invalid certificate or expired certificate. And f- um, the firewall manufacturer ended up coming out with a knowledge base article today saying more or less flip the switch in the or flip the setting in the firewall to allow invalid certificates. Which, yeah, it's a concern. Um, apparently, they're working on a fix, but. Um, I don't know. Hopefully tomorrow, like I said, I thankfully I wasn't seeing it. I was sort of paranoid that uh, maybe I had my firewall misconfigured because I wasn't seeing it. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll find out tomorrow. Apparently, this uh, Let's Encrypt root CA thing is a pretty big deal, um, and hopefully, this firewall manufacturer has it taken care of tomorrow. Um, you know who doesn't have root CA problems? Lightspeed. I was going to say Ruben Networks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I like Corey, I'm still waiting on my Aruba APs. I think it's day 287. Um but they'll Captain, they'll get Captain's log. Day 287. <laughs> so, we found this really weird tool. It, it, a teacher came up with it, not came up with it, but found it and brought it to us. Have you guys heard of Google Tone? Man, I really want one of these Astros. Oh my God, you! Yeah, you're you're really making me mad. We're gonna. I'm. Hey, we can buy these. This yeah. is how we're gonna spend our money. No, like, no, no you can't. Like, no, you I'm can't. Like a it's school, in, it's like, invite only. Yeah, because that's FERPA and COPA compliant. Invite only. Yeah. yeah I, do they know uh, who I, Do we? Do they know who we are? This is a trash episode. What are we doing? Like yeah, there's an issue, and like my your your number two is out doing work. You send Astro to go take a peek. No, and it, I guarantee it won't be FERPA and COPA compliant. The pod can buy them. It's invite only. It, the first round is invite only. 
Uh, I, I'll have us an invite in 15. Okay. You want to talk about ClassLink real quick, Chris? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, ClassLink. ClassLink.com, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, I thought I would talk about uh, their analytics uh, today. And when I uh, met with them and uh, did a quick demo and kind of overview of everything, analytics was something that they talked about. Uh, and it's it's exactly what you expect it to be. They can help you know uh, all the resources, all the applications that you're using within ClassLink, but how much they're actually being used. Are you getting the bang for your buck? Uh, you know, your teachers, they say that they're using these products. Are they actually using these products? How much are students actually logging in? Uh, you can look at reports by building grade level, classroom, or the individual. Uh, you can see which apps are your strongest uh, and most frequently used. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Uh, Josh, I also thought we would post, they gave a, a case studies link that had some schools listed in it. Uh, we'll put that in the podcast description this time. Uh, and then I saw a quick list of schools that use ClassLink. I counted at least 15 schools in Missouri uh, that use ClassLink. So I think that speaks pretty well for them as well as far as our Missouri folks go. Yeah, and if uh, you're looking at ClassLink or demoing it, uh, tell them you heard about them from us. So, because uh, we wouldn't be here without the advertisers like Aruba and ClassLink and PDS or Provision uh, and somethingcool.com. We would not be here without them. Corey wouldn't be able to uh, have his nightly sniff of bourbon uh, without our sponsors. Uh, socks, ClassLink socks. Oh my God. Silky Jackpot. smooth. Are they? Silky smooth. Are you wearing them now in that with that white t-shirt? Did you wear them today? Was that today absolutely? I, yeah, I did. So, have you guys have you guys heard of Google Tone? This is like the third time forever, tonight. Forever ago. Oh, you're such a liar. So, this is an extension that goes in Chrome and person 1 can push out a website to everyone in the room as long as they have this Chrome extension running. And it does it through this sound, through an audible like beep, 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 beep sound. And then all of the other Chromebooks in the room say, you're getting a website pushed to you by, and it tells you the person's name, and you can click on it. In theory, that's cool. But in practice, I could see that being an utter disaster in a classroom. Oh, for sure. Like, Every kid would be pushing it to every other kid. There's no authentication process. And and the reviews say that if the if the room you're in is relatively loud, that it doesn't work because it's an audio-based push. I wish everyone listening could see what we're seeing right now. Corey is on a ladder changing a light bulb in his room. Didn't the light bulb go out last episode? I, he had a box of light bulbs, yeah, in the last two episodes, yeah. I wish everyone... I'm going to take a snapshot of this. Um, so it it is an interesting tool. I think it has some use case, but um, I definitely think it would introduce a, several issues as well. Does... It, I'm 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 guessing everyone has to have that extension yes. installed and running because it works. So the the sender it uses obviously the speaker, but the receivers everyone else in the room it has to use their microphone to pick up that audio sound, 
And it, so if it's if that extension is not running and doesn't have control of the microphone and listening, it doesn't work. So there there are so many other variables. Like if the room that somebody said if there was a fan running that had like a loud you know sound that it would muffle out the the tone. So I don't know it. Is it's this ne- coming from your elementary teachers? It is coming from my elementary counselors, who. Yeah, then it's now it's morphed into the teachers wanting to try and use it. They're going to the counselors are going to try and use it during a PD day. We have a PD day tomorrow. They're going to try and use it to send websites to the teachers during this PD session. Uh, I'll be interested to see how well it works, because I I just think if there's much background noise at all, it's sure. it's not going to work well. And then then you couple in the the really there's no it, the 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 one version does both sending and receiving. So if you, no matter who you put it on, they can send websites to everybody too. So sounds like a disaster. Yeah, it, it'll be, uh, the question is Josh, why are you letting this happen? I I have no problem with teachers attempting to use it. And do we need to walk you through how to block an app? No, (laughs) we actually, no, we had to allow it anyway. So, so that that came up in a forum that we're in this week. You guys to to keep students from installing VPN extensions. You guys mm. block block all by default, right? For students and you only allow them to install whitelisted or approved extensions. So up until last school year, we allowed high school and middle school students to do extensions and then we blocked by the admin console lets you block by category, like VPNs a category. Um, but that was about it. And then we we started having issues with them finding stuff that could bypass the filter. Or, hmm. You know, like we found we we found issues like they could download an app, like the Discord app is a perfect example. So Discord makes a Chromebook app. They could download that app, and within that app is a browser. So then our oh. content filter extension wouldn't filter that right even though the discord app would not load you couldn't log into it you could load a browser within it and then do whatever you wanted so we last school year i honestly think it was around this time we switched over to a to a, to a deny all list and then we only allow what they need um and which surprisingly we had hardly like any response uh and i i did my due diligence i think i did anyways on like uh, I talked to neighboring districts. I talked to Chris. I talked to another larger district, had them send me like screenshots of apps they allowed. And then I, I proactively allowed those before I, I made the switch. And I think that really helped. Uh, but we, so we are a blacklist now. I don't think you talked to me. Well, I probably talk- just assumed you allowed. No, we, yeah, we did not. If you talk to me, like if you're getting the, if you if you're getting top notch, why, you know? <laughs> so Chris, I I assume you allow. We allow at high school level. Has that bit you yet? Sure. Because <laughs> even what Corey said about okay, block like you know the VPN category or whatever. There's all Google allows all kinds of trash apps to get in there. Right. It'd be like, I remember like a dirt bike game app. Uh, but all it was actually doing was opening up a, it was it was just a browser, and you could just click at the top and go to whatever website you wanted then because it wasn't using Chrome anymore. Oh wow! So we block. So I use Lightspeed, 
there's a report in Lightspeed that shows me all the apps that are on Chromebooks, and you can pull that different ways, but I use the Lightspeed way. Uh, and then occasionally I go in uh, and block stuff that we know is bad. And then we do, we just talked about that, that bug bounty thing. We let kids email us. We have a bunch of kids that uh, tell on each other. Uh, so usually we find out, I feel like we find out decently quick when there's a really popular, uh, you know, app or something out there that's letting kids get, get through our stuff. I don't, I never under, well, it's because they're in middle school, high school. We, 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 up until last year, kind of similar to Corey, but we let our middle school, high school, uh, be the wild, wild west of apps. Uh, then last year we, we locked down middle school. But I just, if you're a smart kid, you need to find the thing that's not blocked and not tell your friends. Like, sit on it. It's going to be hard for me to find, like, the one kid that's getting around our filter. But it gets a whole lot easier if it's 30 of his friends. Yeah. That's why we deny. Yeah, we, we've denied all from the beginning and only only allow certain ones that we've verified meet FERPA and COPA and aren't an issue. Do you allow your teachers to? So that changed. I don't, I don't know when that changed. We allowed the teachers to do whatever. And then something changed in admin console. I want to say about a year and a half ago to where now they're, they have to be allowed to, I'm not sure when that, I think one of my guys changed something. So then they then then they have to put in a, a request. Yeah, that's yeah. What, like that's what I fought against for the many years. Is I don't, and I, whatever, laid back with this, but I don't want to be the reason that a teacher isn't trying some cool. App sure, no, I yeah, for kids, yeah, but it gets out of control when Google's letting anything into the app store. Well, but is that Google's problem? I don't. Yes. No, I don't really. I there mean, should be integrity in their store. Sure. Okay. Like, why would Google let any other browser on a Chromebook? They why not? I don't know, because it's K. Because they're selling Chromebooks to K twelve and any other. <laughs> but that's not the only browser people buying it. You bypass the content filter. Okay. <laughs> that's what Microsoft got sued for. Oh, that was like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah it was. Ago. Yeah, with. Internet Explorer, and you couldn't remove remove it from Windows. Uh, Chris, you got a Google Doc crashing? Yeah, but it's stupid. I'd be curious to see if anybody else has been going through it because we've had two kids now in the last week. Uh, they have a Google Doc, and when they go, they are typing, and then when they when they go to backspace, uh, the doc crashes. It uh, shows really quick that they're going into offline. And then it reloads, and then it's fine. So when they hit the backspace key, it crashes? Yes, only backspace. That's bizarre. And you can go down, you can go to a new paragraph, you can type new words and new sentences, but when you go to backspace, it spazzes out. And, like, we gave them a different Chromebook. Uh, We reset all their settings back to default. We turned off, talking about any extension or app. I was going to say, I bet I know what this is. They've got some stupid extension. We turned off all that junk. Well, the one kid had like a, uh, he changed his cursor to a Spider-Man, which I thought was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, So I turned that off, but it didn't help anything. But then it was weird. I thought it was one kid. Well, today we had another kid, same thing. One thing I would try. 
I would um, enable incognito mode real quick just for troubleshooting on their profiles and then have them open in that. Open I gotcha. and see what that did and then obviously disable incognito quickly. I'm hoping it just goes away. I Speaking of uh, Google Docs, we've stumbled upon a issue um, where so a, a year, I'd say, no, two years ago, Google Chrome was having like terrible print preview issues. And I'm talking like on Windows PCs, yep. like the print preview. So we disabled it. There's a group policy. You can disable print preview in Google Chrome, and then it just gets the default Windows print dialog box. And it was fine. A couple, more than a couple staff did complain. They liked the print preview, but I mean, it just made things so much better. Uh, and they, in after those initial complaints, they really stopped. And that's what they're used to now. Well, anyways, uh, we've had two staff report that Google Docs is printing blurry. So we we was able to dive into the issue today and we we went over there and looked and for sure, like they print a Google Doc, like the font just looks blurry. It's legible, but it's it's for sure blurry. And so I re-enabled print preview um, and it prints fine. So there's <laughs> something, something has changed where um like google docs printing using the windows dialog box does not like in the print preferences don't change but there's something it's it's not liking something so i'm gonna have to dive into that further because i really don't want to re-enable print preview because it it has fixed all kinds of print preview brokenness i wonder i surely though that that print preview issue has been resolved by now wouldn't you think i mean maybe but it all it always seems like there's something rant like it either won't load or like our issue was we rolled out new copiers and but the old copiers were showing in print preview we'll come to find out google so in windows even though if you uninstall a copier there's still a registry key where like that copier or printer is saved uh-huh. and google chrome references those and it's like the only thing that references those. So the copier or printer could be uninstalled, but Google Chrome still thinks those devices are installed. That's and so we had teachers, and, and there's no error. So teachers thought they were printing, they clicked oh. okay, and then they would go to the copier like, oh, my job's not there. So and that's just one of the issues we've had before. That's horrible. And, and maybe, and like, it's been a long we time. should have went iPads. Should have yeah. went iPads. Uh. What's wrong with you tonight, Chris? Could you imagine Astro delivering an iPad to everybody? Did you get that invite yet? I emailed Bezos. Wait, I I did get an email or an invite to some Google Pixel super that fan dr- group. Oh, that drone is Ring. Yeah, the little drone that fry, flies around your house. R I N G. Corey, can you say the word font it's again? It's a Ring device. Font. 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 Font? How do you say it? I say font. Hey, Corey, how did 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 you hit up your boss on the big reveal? Uh, I mean, I don't really want to talk about it, but so I ran into, uh, we'll call him my boss, and I I just <laughs> brought up the betrayal, and he tried to cover it up, and I was like, no, no, you've been had. And I threw Chris under the bus. Uh, he said he was going to talk to Chris about now there's a second betrayal. Chris has betrayed two people, me and now my boss. So, so yeah, there's that. 
he wants he, to be on the app. The, the issue is he wants to be on the podcast. I think that's it's a just, great idea. It's just never going to happen ever. Did he like defend you know, his his actions? Yeah, he said that I would have never brought it up, and he's probably right. Um, he, wanted, he wanted the topic discussed, and I probably if he would have asked me, I probably would have said no. So, I I think we should have a boss on here. Mm-mm. That's a disaster. I I think it, if you're a superintendent listening to this show, or even an, an assistant superintendent listening to this show, shoot us an email. This is the end. Yeah, this and is an exclusive club. Like guys like Mark Van Horn, like our Bill, Dan. Like our, Dan. Bill. Our fans—they don't want to hear from superintendents. Okay, they we're here home. for Dan. We're here for Bill Van Horn. They go Eight. home and drink away their superintendents. I, I don't think Bill drinks anymore. Well, no, he, I won't betray the audience like that. Okay, all right. Uh, well, if you are listening and you are not a superintendent. And you enjoy this show, shoot us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com. Tweet us. We want to get more interaction on Twitter. Uh, tag us, k12techtalkpod on Twitter. Um, so, like I said earlier, next week we are interviewing at least one representative. I think they're trying to draw straws on who has to come on this show and, and be interviewed. Um a representative from MSI SAC. Like to straws, get, like they're they're like the loser has to. <laughs> they don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I kind of got the I I told Michelle in an email I, yesterday evening about this time. I said, just go back and listen to the last couple episodes. You go get an idea what how we kind of operate things, and you know you the discussion about the pen test is in one of those last two episodes. And she emailed me this morning. She's like, well, we're trying to figure out who's going to come on the show. And can you, can you send us a list of questions? I'm like, no, we're not sending a list of questions. Guys, I got this. All right. I'll as handle, I'll, I'll handle all of this. As long as you don't, we start- can do a one-on-one Tom Brokaw to, to MSI sack. I'll handle it. As long as you don't change light bulbs in the middle of the episode. I know it's nice and bright. All right. Well, that was not a good episode. Um, Shoot us an email. Let us know topics you want us to talk about or want to know more about, and we will try and find some information. Um, Give us feedback. We definitely need feedback. You guys got anything else for tonight? No. Thank you. What, Corey? You were going to say something before Chris (laughs) interrupted. Nothing. All right. Well, that was episode 45. Thanks for listening. Share us with your friends. Bye-bye.